Welcome back to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our watch club for Marvel's What If. You cannot compute the power of my will. Welcome to Watch Club. My name is Nate, and I'll be your guide through these alternate realities in this Watch Club for What If, Episode 8, titled, What If Ultron Won? If you're joining us for the first time, this is Watch Club, our weekly review series, kind of like a book club, but way better. Keep in mind, we will be going into full spoilers for this series and the MCU in general, so if you haven't watched this week's episode, well, listen, you have to wonder, what if you did and then came right back to join us for some interdimensional conversation. Now, before all of our universes are destroyed, let me introduce you to the lovely versions of hosts joining us today. First up, he's Vision Justin. Howdy, howdy. I'm just imagining Vision saying, <laughs> howdy, howdy, howdy. I almost want him to have the cowboy hat and be like the shark <laughs> from Toy Story. But what if he was slightly louder and much more dangerous, he'd be... Ultron, Kevin Hudson. Oh, yeah, you know I would tear things up. <laughs> and, you know, sure, he's Ultron, Kevin Hudson. But what if he was slightly shorter, much higher, and had all the Infinity Stones? I mean, Infinity Stones. He'd be Ultra, Ultron, Darcy Hudson. I'll take it, I guess. Yeah, there we go. It was better <laughs> than, than your Star Wars visions. Yeah, uh, calling you, me a Doug that time. You, you were, were upset about being a Doug. How I'll are you? It. How are you guys doing this evening? Are you happy you're still alive? Yes, for now, yeah. right? Yeah, for right. Now. At least, yeah, in this universe. Um, well, listen. After last week's uh, episode, I think we're all much happier with this penultimate episode, or at least I hope we are. Um, so, before we kind of get into our our you know sort of overall thoughts, let's get into the intro. Uh, the end of the world began with one man's dream. He saw a world of peace. With the Mind Stone, Tony Stark created Ultron, but Ultron only saw one path to peace. From puppet to puppet master, Ultron required one thing, an organic body to call his own, one that fused the powers of man, machine, and mind into one. In your universe, the Avengers stole the cradle and used it to create the hero Vision. But in this universe, Ultron got his wish. With the infinite power of the Mind Stone, Ultron began to lay waste to the planet. And lay waste he did not only to the planet, to every planet. Uh, again, I think this was a huge improvement over last week's episode, but let's start with our general thoughts. Darcy, uh, let's start with yourself. Yeah, I much better than last week's episode. We <laughs> got to see Ultron being Ultron, which is always good in my book. So yeah, definitely a great turnaround. It was cool to see how it came about, like we were wondering last week. So that question was actually answered for once. Mm -hmm. So that was nice. Uh, yeah, no, a lot, a lot of good things to say about this episode. So I can't wait to get into it more with you guys. Cool. We'll dig into it. Kevin, how about yourself? Uh, yeah, this wasn't just a return to form. This was probably maybe my favorite episode of the show so far. Wow. I just thought they spent the right amount of focus on the right things. I thought the action sequences were awesome. There were some great visuals and just standalone moments, great throwbacks to the MCU. Um, it, this was what this show was supposed to be. It just makes last week look even worse now 
<laughs> almost like a, ba- a waste of time that, sure. you know, but at least now we're getting this payoff and it was worth it. Very much so. And I, I think it was, I, I'm so stoked that this is the, even though it was predictable, I felt like they, they still surprised us. They still, still found some ways to surprise us. And, and, you know, I think the creators of the show, this episode, along with a few of the other episodes in this season, uh, have proven how much they care about the MCU and how much they care about those little details because they really brought them forward. Uh, Justin, how about yourself? Yeah, this was definitely far better than last week's episode. Um, I think I was a little underwhelmed by it just because uh, the list of penultimate episodes we've gotten from other MCU shows, this sure. this felt you know a little bit subdued. Uh, but that being said, I did really love how they focused this episode on Black Widow and uh, Hawkeye and in the process uh, sort of um, uh, highlighting the the human factor of them. I think even the Watcher calls out, you know, you guys are human, like, you know, humans have hope uh, even when there's none, right? Like he, he made I some remark that. along those lines, right? Just as a reminder. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really cool. I thought I think it was cool to keep the the this 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 focus of this story around the more human heroes of of the Avengers. And I do think it. I I, I exactly. I also I, I love how they um they focused on sort of bringing us through the first three phases or four phases of the MCU in a way where you know Vision or Ultron sort of discovered. Uh, the phases, kind of how we discovered them in that order, right? Starting off with our planet and our heroes moving into the galaxy, then moving into the multiverse. Um, I just thought that was really smart how they how they did it, and I think it, to your point, Justin, in terms of it feeling maybe not as uh, huge as a lot of penultimate episodes have in the past for the MCU series that we've gotten from Disney Plus. I do think that a part of that really has to do with the fact that this is the episode where they shifted formats. Right. This is the episode where they shift from anthology to now seemingly the next episode is going to connect directly to this. Um, and I don't know if they're going to stick with that. Obviously, we'll, we will talk about that probably near the end of uh, this episode of Watch Club. But uh, I feel like that might have something to do with it. Yeah, I feel like I mean, another reason why this episode stood out for me was the fact that the Watcher took more of a role. We got to see more of his story. And he wasn't just in the clouds telling us what was happening. This was very much affecting him. And I feel like, again, that has huge ramifications going into the final episode. So that's what yeah. I'm really excited for, I think. Yeah, no, I would say that's another positive or, or plus of this episode is is seeing more of the Watcher. Um, and, and to your point, Darcy, obviously he is not okay with what's going down and is a little uneasy. He's, he's kind of unnerving uh, with, with it as well. But yeah, it, it does seem like he really does want to intervene, almost like how an audience member wants to intervene on a story at times, right? So Right. It almost felt like, especially in the scene where they're looking for the files and you, you sort of see him like, no, just... It's it's in the box for the left. Come on, like, and you just see him, and it's like that's every single person who watches like B rate horror movies. You know what I mean? Where they're just like so worried for the don't characters go in that in room. Yeah, don't, don't go into go, that exactly, room. Exactly <laughs> right. Um, well, listen. Speaking of of the the big beautiful bulbous boy uh, and and his adventures, um, I you know I was gonna save this for later, but because we're just chatting about him now, you know, Watcher Watch is officially broken. I don't think it it bears. It, we don't need. Where was the Watcher in this episode? I didn't. Everywhere. Um, he was yeah, everywhere. You didn't, didn't watch the episode at all. Exactly. So. <laughs> he was so, running. He was running around. <laughs> so I wanted to kind of get into that. What did you think of him being sort of forced into interfering uh, and and finally getting to see that side of Uatu? 
Uh, you mentioned just his the way he acts in the episode in terms of like you know slowly losing that control over not interfering, right, and almost pulling the box out for Clint himself. Mm-hmm. You know, you could tell he was just so close, and they had so much fun with it. And it could have almost come off corny, but it came off fun and exciting, and that led into this like Scooby Doo style chase between the Watcher and. Ultron running yeah. from through from room to room across the hallway, basically, of the multiverse. And it was just such a fun uh, sequence, I thought. It just had fun in the right way, unlike last week. I think it was really cool, just as, you know, being the comic fan of the group. I think this is the first instance we've seen the, the power cosmic in the MCU. The spot, the, mm. the weird glowing hand with the spots around spots it is around straight, it, up, yeah. straight up power cosmic. So the fact yeah. that we got to see it in use uh, before even knowing what it is, I think that was really cool. Definitely was like, that's what they're going for because again, that's the only thing that that, his powers reminded me of was the power cosmic. So Hmm. again, seeing where that goes or how we'll see it again in the MCU has me really excited. The Watcher can clearly handle himself. Like he was, like the way he was fighting and- When he goes Super Saiyan? Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, like, it, it reminded me of Dragon Ball Z meets, like, obviously anime-inspired fight scenes, which were, you know, very power-oriented. So, I don't know, it was, it was that was a lot of fun to see and, and to, to experience as well. Um, and just to see kind of, like, his range. But I think you're right. It, it's cool because it the episode very much helps to establish really quickly for this character sort of what his capabilities are. And we talk Mm -hmm. about the fact that usually as these characters start to get a little more mystical or a little bit more magical, it starts to sort of make it really difficult to pinpoint sort of, okay, where, 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 what are they capable of? What can they do and where are their limitations? Uh, And I think this episode, especially through, through uh, Ultron showed that. I also never thought that I'd see the inside of the, of uh, the watcher's thighs, um, I thought he has great thighs. <laughs> it looked very strong in his gold suit. Um, so that was interesting. Yeah. I also like how I, I mentioned Galactus several times before in just this series. And I thought the one the one cool little nod oh, yeah. to Galactus was Ultron biting that planet. Like, it's like, like a the galaxy. galaxy. Was that's, it? Straight up, that's straight up <laughs> yeah. Galactus stuff. I was like, there. that, so that cool looks very Galactus inspired. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, for sure. Uh, another thing I really, really enjoyed in the episode um, was the uh, another focus on the Clinton Natasha um, friendship and relationship, I honestly think it's one of the more underrated relationships in the MCU, and I just enjoy. I never realized how much I do enjoy seeing them on screen hanging out together. And I thought, obviously, the homage to uh, the End Game sacrifice just reversed was, I thought, really well done and really, really nice. Well, yeah, yeah. let's let's kind of focus in on that. I mean, the episode does focus so deeply on the only two sort of powerless human Avengers. Uh, what did you think of, of yeah, of this version of, of Clint and Natasha? And especially, I mean, that final, that final moment, I thought if, if they don't make a poster of, of Clint with like the thousand Ultrons flying up at him, like, please, please make that a real thing. Yeah, no, I, I, to Kevin's point, uh, I liked how they did, you know, they flipped the script with, the sacrifice and we still got to see that into a certain degree you know still anchoring how in, in this timeline you know they are best friends but i also liked you know nate and i you you were you and i were talking offline about this but the very subtle sort of bucky cap vibes that you got from from hawkeye and 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 black widow's sort of relationship and just sort of materializing in in sort of iconography of of the shield 
and, and then you know, the that arm. robotic arm, right? I, I loved seeing Natasha with the shield, though, man. Like, right? she, she rocked that shield, so that was, from, that was pretty dope. From one friendship to another, and yes, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, she had red, and specifically Red Guardian's mm-hmm. yeah, shield at that. I love that, Which was yeah. perfect, especially uh, coming off of, you know, seeing seeing Black Widow and seeing that, I, I thought that was such a, a great timed uh, thing, but yeah, dude, um, so cool to see them. I love just seeing the the extent sort of of what the, I think honestly probably the most powerful Hawkeye we would ever see uh, in the MCU I don't know if we're ever going to see him at that level again we'll have to wait and see when when Hawkeye comes out but I don't know I mean he was yeah he was badass at fighting a lot but I'm not sure if I'd call him powerful he I mean he had lost the will to live and I feel like we'll see mm-hmm. a, another a stronger Hawkeye when he's fighting for something he cares about, like his family, he, which he had already lost by this point. So I, I thought it was a very unique t- twist to take that character. Like what if he had lost his family and could not get them back? Like he does not have that redemption of, you know, that he gets an end game. So, and you know, I'm tired of speculating as to what the heck, uh, vision was doing in infinity war. If not, slicing up Thanos. Uh, This actually comes from a question from Kim from Toronto, uh, who writes in, why the heck did Vision not do that before? Uh, (laughs) So I I will ask the same question to the panel. Why the heck did Vision just not do that in the first place? Is there a reason? I'm convinced it's because of his morality. He wants to talk things out before violence. (laughs) Like that's that's the vision to a T. He wants to talk things out. Sure. And then nailed it. Instead of like it was the two. It's so annoying. Even after the talks failed, you think he would have been like, okay, well then I'll just cut this guy in half. That's where it bothers (laughs) me. Is that the talks failed and he still was like, I I won't do it. I can, but I won't. So annoying. Well, speaking of Ultron, I I gotta say this this was the pain point for me because to have someone so powerful and so uh, villainous but not get James Spader right. to voice this character just feels like a disservice to this character. Well, th- yeah, that's the elephant. That's the elephant in the room of this episode is <laughs> 100%. like, can we talk about that terrible impression? The, that the was lacking more, of wit. That was more James Woods than it was, uh, you know, James Spader. <laughs> like that did not hit at all. And it was still a fun, you know, character in a great episode. I mean, it's just a testament to how good the rest of the episode is that it can carry what could have really sunk the episode. Well, mm. as much of a threat as he was, and he, as he is, I have to say, I didn't really, I guess, resonate with him as much because it wasn't Spader. Really? Right? It didn't have that wit. Like, I would have loved to have heard Spader in Vision's body, right? Like, it, it would have been really cool to actually see Ultron win. Again, I don't know. Maybe they tried to and they, it couldn't work for timeline, but I, I feel like that of all the voices that they were able to bring back for 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 this this series that would have been a good one to have really kind of gotten right you almost trade in your you know I guess you're Toby. Toby. I Jones. trade in Toby Jones. Toby Jones for, and, yeah, and bring yeah. in James Spader over 100%. Ross. 100%. Ross Marquand. Uh, is it Marquand or Marquand? He does. He I does great. Know. He does he great, does great work. impressions. And, yeah. and 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 but I don't think this was uh, one of them. Unfortunately, and for yeah, you're right. For a character that like is so huge for this series and will probably be for the next two uh, episode. Absolutely. Yeah. I just, I feel like a lot of it too goes down to the writing for the character. Like there is no, there wasn't even any chance for him to be witty with his lines, except for Mm. the one poorly delivered joke about how, you know, being more involved is less creepy for the watcher type thing. Like that's (laughs) something that he would say, but James Spader's delivery of it would have come across the more, Tony Stark in arrogance. Like there's no arrogance to this, uh, which is kind of, 
integrals of the character, yeah. in my opinion. I mean, now that said, this is very much in a lot of ways, like, what if we did Ultron better? Because there are, like, a lot of aspects that are so much better than Age of Ultron. Like, his army was cool and scary and powerful in this show. You know, I guess because they were... You know, but we just saw their grand destruction on a huge scale, and it was just so much better than what they did with the army of Ultrons in um, the movie, for sure. Well, and I mean, Darcy, this is actually kind of something I wanted to ask you about. Uh, I'm not sure if you've read the original source material, but I know a lot of fans of the Age of Ultron comics were disappointed by what they got with the Age of Ultron storyline in the MCU. Do mm-hmm. you feel, do you find that like this episode maybe hit home a little bit more with uh, especially with like the setting uh, and the the Age of Ultron robots that uh, Oh yeah, this about? is definitely more true to form for the comics, uh, even boiling down to like the two heroes struggling against him in the like in a world that's lost all hope. Like in the main Age of Ultron storyline, that's Wolverine and I can't remember who else, but they're the two characters who are fighting for hope. So Wolverine. it was really neat to see that that aspect of the story carried over for once sure. into this uh, cool. this the uh, format. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it it is again different from Age of Ultron in the sense that uh, just who how Ultron came to be and gained the power. That Infinity Gauntlet rebuilding uh, Ultron never happened in Age of Ultron. So seeing that and how absolutely powerful he is 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 definitely almost more ter- terrifying than the comic version of it. So cool. Yeah, because he's, he's evolving too, right? Mm-hmm. I also think it's really interesting, as you pointed out, like they, they obviously made the, the switch in this whilst trying to keep it somewhat connected to, I, I think it's source material, which is the Age of Ultron series, but you know, throwing in Black Widow and Hawkeye as that, that character striving for hope. I think it makes sense for how, how this series is kind of you know pitching itself where it is taking from source material, but it's also adding in their own MCU flair because, you know, this whole show is based off of the idea of what we already know from the MCU, right? So, Hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, listen, at the end of the episode, we saw the Watcher, you know, exhausted of all of his options, having to admit, and he had to say it, uh, apparently. (laughs) Steven was not letting him get get off that easy. Uh, Had to admit to Strange Supreme that he needs his help. So what do we think this means for our finale now that this is done, the penultimate and can Ultron even be killed at this point? What do you think, Kevin? I mean, I, what this episode did well as well is um, getting me excited to see the Doctor Strange uh, scary version again, where I kind of liked that being an isolated episode. I thought that was such a nice dark ending. But then mm-hmm. as soon as the Watcher pops up, I'm like, okay, no, never mind. This is awesome. Let's get yeah. as many of them in here as we can. Like, that's it's just going to explode I think it's going to be a lot of fun going forward seeing how they can mash all of these together I didn't know if it was going to work and this episode has completely sold me on it yeah no I was watching this at work and uh on a, on a lunch break and it's kind of nice we we have a, a projector and we turned the lights down and everyone just sat down and just enjoyed this episode and as like uh you know socially distanced of course but enjoyed this episode together um and uh and you know right afterwards we were talking about all our different theories and we were thinking like honestly if they just wanted to do Endgame again, we, it wouldn't be that upsetting. But this time, have the portals be bigger, and you've got every version of Black Panther walking through. You've got every version of Hulk, every version of of uh, <laughs> of Falcon flying by on your left, and like 
just would be so dope if they could uh, find a way to to replicate that. I wouldn't be upset with that. I don't think that's what they're gonna do, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think they're gonna they're gonna blow their load in in one finale. <laughs> but I I do feel I I think you're onto something with the mentality of like Infinity War Endgame. But maybe we won't mm-hmm. end with an Endgame. Maybe we end with an Infinity War. Right. It's it's hard to say. I do like though that the Watcher had to flee to a place that you know a because Doctor Strange was there, but I feel it was also so isolated that even Ultron didn't know about it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that's why he went there, right? And, you know, it's yet to be seen about how this is all going to transpire, but we know that now it's going to be him pulling together these heroes that we've seen. Now, Darcy, I mean, you strike me as the kind of kid that actually cleaned up his room after he played with all his toys, but do you think Uatu is going to put all the toys back uh, in their rightful place after this uh, final episode, or do you think this is going to stay in disarray? Uh, no, I think the reason, like, looking back at what we've seen through the season, like, the characters that we followed, and if you look at, you know, some of them have the very dark endings where, like, it almost seems like their universe is ending. So I almost feel like he's, the reason why I watch these stories is because now we have convenient pawns for him to pull. People who have their absence could be explained easily in mm. as to why, you know, if they went back to their universe, their universe is dead. So they're dead too type thing. Like right. a last hurrah almost for some of these characters. I can see him totally. That's why I almost feel like he went to this Doctor Strange is because he knows he's so cut off and isolated that anything he does to him isn't going to affect the greater scheme of things because in his universe, it's just him. So mm. along those lines, he's oh, going to try and find I ways see. to make minimal impact while still getting the team he needs to fight the greater evil. That's perfect. But can you really go back after, you know, once he enters into it, and does start having actual physical contributions and, and making effects, can you really just say, oh, just pretend that didn't happen. Don't worry that I'm out here watching and could do something, but just haven't for all this time. And, you know, like, I just don't know if you can turn back the clock now that he's made that interaction. Right. Is he going to be banished from from the Watchers? Also, just looking at this episode, too, this must be a prequel to the events of what we saw in at the end of last week's episode, yes. correct? So this this would have been happening. So what if what if uh you know this Ultron vision is going into these other timelines to mess them up and that's what's forcing like the watchers not necessarily choosing where Ultron vision is actually interacting he's kind of choosing so yeah he could go into thor's world or he could go into you know uh captain carter's world just to kind of stir things up because now that he's he's kind of in he's in the the multiverse watcher position he's all he's watching all the screens right now so what if he's gonna go in there and start messing around with things i mean that definitely makes sense i think um in a way, it would almost to the other watchers because we know there's other watchers uh, in this universe, and so maybe that would be a way that he could sort of uh, ease their minds on the whole situation. I just love the idea, though, of seeing a a flood of zombies, you know, MCU zombies uh, or Marvel zombies flying towards a flood of Ultron bots. I think would be really, really cool to see, and I hope I hope that's something that we get led by bro thor or something like that having a party on them or whatever but i don't know kevin what do you what are you thinking bud well i, I almost think that um what the watch or, or what ultron's going to need to do is almost use the multiverse lens that he's found himself in and almost look at the watcher's memories to Ooh. see if he's gone back to one of those and he's going to be looking for him 
oh, maybe through those memories. Doing. Interesting. And that's why he'll go into these universes we've seen, I think. Mm. Is that and why so, he touched his big, beautiful, bald head and he rubbed it all up? Is that what he was doing? Well, yeah, because it looked like he was about it? to like blow him up. Right? Yeah. Like, like he was, what was he doing? And, and based on the dialogue and what was happening, it did feel like he was absorbing him. Like he's, mm-hmm. he made that he made that uh, remark about like he's evolving. I feel like that was kind of what he was insinuating by that. He was basically absorbing him. But hmm. I don't know. It, it was it was interesting to say the least, though. Well, this entire watch club has been very interesting to say the least. Uh, and to say the most, uh, I want to know your overall thoughts and final score for this episode, which we're going to be rating on a scale of one to five destroyed universes. Darcy, let's start with you, my friend. Well, like after last week's stinker, we're back to, like Kevin said, you know, good episodes. It feels like this is finally what this, the series has been building towards. Uh, with the exception of, uh, you know, Ultron's performance in this episode, it was amazing start to finish. Definitely loved a lot of it. I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this all ends, with how the heroes are going to come together, whether it's through the Watcher or because of Ultron's interfering with the Watcher's memories. There's a lot of cool ways that this can go, and I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out. I'm going to give this a 4.5 out of 5 uh, Destroy Universes. Really enjoyed the episode. Beautiful. All right. Justin, how about yourself? Um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see where we're going. I'm glad that they're, they're slow, slowly sort of creating like a through point with, with the stories that we've seen. And, and we might see that, you know, uh, amount to something in, in, in this finale. Um, but I don't know if this episode was, was as good as I, I think for me, at least I think it was a little, it was a little lackluster. And I think it might have a lot to do with the fact that James Spader didn't come back to voice like this, this very important, very weighted character. It kind of f- took me out of it. Um, and, and I don't think it had the, the wow factor that it, the other episodes do. I'm going to give it 3.5 out of 5 destroyed universes. This is better than last week's episode, yeah. but it is not, it's not, in my opinion, it's not as that much better. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Okay, well, I mean, that was, uh, it's, 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 that seems fair. That seems fair. Kevin, how about yourself? For me, this was easily the best episode of the series. It was almost like we got a mini- miniature version of the MCU here where all these episodes have led up to this big event and I thought it just played off and built up in all the right ways I thought the human nature of the two main characters that they chose to sort of tell this story through was the perfect choice to keep everything grounded and real Um, it was a great payoff for the stories of Clint and Natasha and um, other than the voice performance that we're all going to call out here I think it was a darn near perfect episode. I'm giving this one 4.9 out of 5 destroyed universes. Very cool. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing more with the Hudson clan on this one. I do think this was a fantastic episode, and I think, yes, it does make last week's episode look a lot more, <laughs> a lot weaker than it even was at the time. Um, I think the episode was was really good. There were a few pacing issues that I had. I think it did slow down in in some spots that it could have sort of kept up that momentum. Um, I did think, you know, going, having Ultron face off against uh, Captain Marvel was was cool, um, but just sort of felt like a little sort of side thing so that they could answer the question of, well, where the heck was Captain Marvel during all of this? And they answered it. And and thankfully, you know, it sort of helped to uh, show Ultron's powers again show with sort of the limitations or capabilities that he has uh, growing throughout the episode. So I, I did enjoy that aspect, but it just sort of felt a, a little bit um, sort of as an offshoot. Uh, but I did love, yeah, again seeing Natasha and Clint and and their story um, and uh, and and sort of 
giving us a closer um, vision, no pun intended, of the original Age of Ultron comic storyline through them was pretty cool. Um, I just couldn't stop smiling for during the first 10 minutes of this episode. Uh, it felt bad to smile, but it was awesome. Uh, and so I just thought it was cool. It really helped to fast track this series from its anthology format to a continuous one. And it'll be really interesting to see going forward, uh, you know, into a season two, uh, if they are going to keep this. Obviously, we're going to know a lot more in next week's episode. Um, Ross Marcond uh, was serviceable, but yes, James Spader, I think we all said it, would have been such a lovely sort of um, thing to just bring the, the points up a little bit higher for this one. Um, so for me, I'm going to give this episode four out of five destroyed universes. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, but there were just a few things that I thought could have been just tightened up just a little bit. All right. Well, that is it for this, uh, penultimate episode of our watch club for Marvel's what if season one. Uh, again, we'll have to wait and see if we get a season two. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Watch Club. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts, if you haven't already. And you might ponder the question, what if you wanted to write into the show with your thoughts or predictions of the shows uh, we cover in Watch Club, much like Kim from Toronto? Uh, well, I will throw that question over to our resident timekeeper, Justin. Well, they can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. But what if email is far too formal and a bit outdated for you? Well, you can reach us on Twitter at GeekCentricYT or on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. Uh, keep in mind, we have a ton of other episodes covering the latest and greatest shows and movies out now, uh, including our spoiler-free and spoiler-filled review uh, just out of Star Wars Visions, where we just gush and, and just... Kevin, you would feel sick after listening to us <laughs> talking sure. about that show. I'm absolutely yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, yeah. So definitely check it out if you want to hear uh, all the amazing things we have to say about that show. We also have our spoiler-free review of The Guilty on Netflix. Uh, so definitely listen to that uh, before seeing it on October first is when that one comes out. If it's uh, not out already by the time you're listening to this, uh, and we also have our reaction for the trailer for Matrix Resu Resurrections. Uh, I almost said resolutions. I mean, I guess it'll be, a, I don't know if it'll be a resolution. Uh, but uh, Kevin and I went uh, all super geeky over that. So definitely check those episodes out. Give them a listen and leave a five-star review if you don't mind. Justin, Darcy, Kevin, thank you so much for joining me for this Watch Club. And even though we did, we can, and we did interfere, we are The, the Watchers. Watchers.